the Bruins Benders Podcast, Season 2, Episode 15, West Coast Weekend with Maddie and Smitty, brought to you on the Inside the Rink Podcast Network. InsideTheRink.com is your one-stop shop for all your NHL PHF news, insight, and analysis. Follow on Twitter at Inside underscore the underscore rink and download the Inside the Rink app to get everything on the website right on your phone. And Smitty will now give us some info about our partnership with ESPN+. Plus. Yeah, you can watch the Bruins on ESPN+, Plus by signing up for ESPN+, Plus on the InsideTheRink.com website. I have ESPN+, Plus and I love it. All the out-of-market NHL games. You get some college hockey, some soccer, you know, Bundesliga and fucking EPL and all that shit that you love uh, from the soccer, uh, college basketball, and much, much more. So go over to InsideTheRink.com slash ESPN and sign up for ESPN+. Plus. Was that, uh, did you say fungus league? league? Bundesliga. I think that's the German, uh, I think I I think German, German league. And, on, and honestly, I'm not 100% sure that's on ESPN. <laughs> but I know, but I do know they have tons of great soccer on there. Uh, if you are a soccer fan. So, uh, yeah, check out uh, ESPN plus go on over there and, and sign up for it. And you'll get all kinds of great sports content. And we love the sports content. We do. You know what we also like? We love the Bruins content. And Absolutely, uh, we, we do. can review as January 15th uh, at the LA Kings as we go January 5th. on a West Coast. 5th. Uh, January 5th, yep. sorry. We go on a West Coast weekend. Yeah, we do. Uh, in LA. And the Kings, a 5-2 to two win for the Bees. Uh, the Kings take an early lead, but the story was Trent Frederick, two goals and a fight with Brendan Lemieux. Uh, and it got the Bruins going, and the officials got Brad Marchand going. Uh, blatant trip, not called. Marchand loses his mind and then scores. The type of moment that can get him going. Certainly was. Uh, he did lose his mind. Uh, it was a blatant trip. Uh, and uh, right after that, you know, he assists on the Pasternak goal and then scores one of his own. And uh, it, it seemed like he hadn't truly found his game yet. He was still kind of fighting it a little bit, even though he was producing and so forth. And and I think that, for whatever re- reason, light, lit a spark under him and, and maybe improved his focus a little bit or just turned up his intensity a little bit. And he, uh, since then, has been fantastic. Been playing yeah. out of his mind. And, uh, you know, it's it's the Brad Marchand that uh, the Bruins need uh, to, to go deep into the playoffs. And uh, it's the one that they have right now. And hopefully it continues for the foreseeable future. And it wasn't like he wasn't playing well. No, he, he was. He had the point production. Yeah. Um, but he was playing like he usually does after a suspension, like a little, yeah, like a little, little timid, not like hard, not yeah. as hard, like yeah. not as, you know, hard as on the puck, not as edgy, yeah. you know, not as, uh, you know, on the edge. Didn't have the and same feistiness. No, he didn't. He didn't have the same yeah. feistiness uh, for sure. And some of that may be legs and just trying to get back into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not trying to screw things up because the Bruins have been so hot. Um, I don't know, but he, but that really lit a fire under him and he was really frustrated, slammed his stick, like just went nuts, mm-hmm. uh, against the, uh, you know, and when he got uh, back onto the bench and, and all of it. So, and then he, of course he scores a goal and it really started to get him going. And now he's been, like you said, just, just fantastic. Like back to the Brad Marchand of old, which, uh, makes it even scarier. 
uh, if you're a Bruins opponent. Uh, January 7th at the Sharks in San Jose, a 4-2 win for Boston. Marshan and Craig Smith scored a take an early 2-0 lead. Nice to see Smitty get a goal and a snipe goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's on the board. Logan Couture, Mario Ferraro tie it. And then David Parsonak gets two goals to clinch it. He had 21-21 of ice time. He was actually 20 seconds behind McAvoy and Lindholm. Pay the man. Pay him. Been saying it yeah. forever. Pay the guy. Yeah. Pay him. Pay him. Pay him up. You know, his ice time is really high this year. Yeah, like I I think... 20-plus. Yeah, when they usually... Um, when they are, they have like their extra forward or their fourth line guy, like the Greer Smith guy, who's not right. uh, not getting a ton of ice time. It's usually pasta double shifting on a different line to kind of right. give him another little bump there and see if he can ignite, you know, a different line and get them to, uh, you know, have better offensive chances. Sure, and it's same with the power play. Sometimes he's out there forever yeah. on the power play, yeah. uh, waiting for his one time or so. Mm-hmm. But he's played an enormous amount of ice time, more than mo- the most of his career on average. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then on January eighth, at the Ducks, last game of the trip, second of a back to back, maybe a trap game, but no. Bruins score too <laughs> early, and then Trevor Zegers scores, and then chirps the Bruins bench. Bad idea. Bruins score the next five. <laughs> And it's seven to one. Pastor with a hat trick. Yeah, that was that was an exclamation point on the end of that trip. And and Brad Zegras uh, chirping. It looked like he, he and Freddie had a little bit of an exchange, and then Marshan got into it. And I think Zegras chirped Marshan during that little uh, during that little thing. And you gotta you gotta kind of admire the kid having you know a little bit of moxie. And he's kind of in oh, the yeah. Marshan mold where he's a little feisty, and but he's a really good mm-hmm. player. But uh, he chirped the wrong guy in the wrong team for that matter because. Uh, from that moment on, the Bruins were absolutely dominating, and it looks like the the Ducks had given up by uh, you know partway through the second, I would say, and it was just yeah. a shooting gallery on poor John Gibson. Uh, hopefully, he'll get traded out of there so he doesn't have to deal with that right. kind of abuse uh, right. all all the time. Because uh, yeah, it was a dominating performance by the Bruins, and uh, you know a great way to end the trip and come back home. You know, Zegers has tried to kind of change the game with his. Michigan goals as lacrosse goals and mm-hmm. such. And, and he has a great personality. I mean, he's, you know, if you ever hear him mic'd up, like he, he does have a good sense of humor, good personality. Um, so it's the type of guy that, you know, the league should really market and so forth. Uh, Cause he's talented as well, but uh, that wasn't the time nor the place. And uh, the Bruins took it to the ducks and go three and Oh, on the West Coast weekend. All right, sign for Seven Chirps, sponsored by Lops Brewing. Lops is a brewing and tasting room in downtown Woodsocket, Rhode Island, specializing in small batch ales and lagers. And it's open seven days a week. Use the coupon code SPORTS to get 10% off your online order. Go to lopsbrewing.com and follow them at Lops Brewing for new beers and events on social media. And Chirp One is Pasta inserting himself into the Heart Trophy conversation. I think the answer is yes. I think you have to say yes. He's second in the league in goals, uh, two behind McDavid, one ahead of Tage Thompson. He's tied for fourth in the league in points. He has a better plus-minus. Not that plus-minus is a huge stat, but he has a better plus-minus than any of the guys there at the top. Uh, He's plus 20 on the year, which I believe is second on the Bruins. So uh, he's doing all the right things right now. And as we've said one million times, pay the man. Pay the man. Pay him. Yeah. Yeah, pay him. 
Uh, yeah, pay the man. I mean, McDavid's a tough one because he's the type of player you could give it to every year, probably the last three, four, five, six years. Um, so that's going to be a little bit of a struggle. 34 goals, 43 assists, 77 points for McDavid. Um, so he's a tough one because you could, you know, like LeBron James a few years ago, you could give it to him every year you wanted to yeah but it, I mean, but the but then player. yeah you get into the whole like most valuable thing right like, is are, are you the most valuable guy if your team isn't that good i mean i right. know hockey's a team sport um but are you you know are you giving it for you know most valuable or for the most points right you know it's it's a it's a like we've talked we talked in the last episode about who's more important to the bruins Pasternak or mcavoy well if you take McAvoy or take Pasternak off the Bruins, like your offense is going to decline. Um, sure. So, you know, is he more valuable? He maybe, I don't know. And the Bruins are winning. So I think that should play a role and his plus minus is better. So I don't know. Right. I mean, McDavid is, is the obvious choice, but I think passes, you know, his name can be in the conversation now is, is, is all we're sure. saying really. Sure. You know, they're, they're a fifth in the Pacific, the Oilers. They've been a they've been a disappointment after yeah. making that run last year to the to the conference finals. Um, is this the year that Ryan Nugent Hopkins gets moved along? I mean, he has a, he's having a great year. He has forty eight points. He's he's been sneaky good for a while, and yeah. I don't know if I'm them. You know, is that the guy you move, or do you you know because you know center depth is important. Do you move him right. and try to get a defenseman? Do you move Drysidle and try right. to get a huge haul? I don't know. Right. Um, right. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it is Nugent Hopkins. I mean, he's a little older, uh, than yeah, those guys. Older. So, yeah. um, yeah, maybe that's the play and you, and you try to, you know, get some, get a, you know, a number one defenseman. I mean, they say Darnell nurse, but I don't really think he's a number one. No, he, I, I he's paid so. like a number one, but I don't know if he's necessarily is one. I don't know if you, right. if you went down the list of top defensemen in the league, you, you probably hit 10, 15 guys before you got to Darnell nurse, I think. Yeah, I think you would. I mean, I don't. He doesn't roll off the tongue. No, when you talk about top defenseman for me. I mean, he just doesn't. Um, but Drysaddle is an interesting one because you know he's twenty seven. He's put up enormous points. Yeah, I mean, he has he has six hundred seventy eight points in five hundred ninety eight games. I mean, he's had over a hundred points uh, three out of the last four seasons. He's going to have over a hundred this year as well. Some other stat, another stat I saw today was interesting. There's a dozen players right now who are on track for 100 plus points this year in the league. That would be the that would be the most in 27 years in the league. That's excellent. I, yeah, I hope I hope hockey. that yeah. I mean I hope the trend continues like that. And now if we could just get them to stop with the offside thing. Oh my god! And, oh my and taking the goals away. I mean, uh, Jesus. we would really have a winner. So let's yeah. let's uh, let's do that. Let's let's do let's do your uh, take on the overtime. Let's go. More, let's go more minutes OT. Less shootouts. No shootouts. And let's no shootout. let's get rid of the uh, the offside. Yeah, let's go, let's go yeah. in the neighborhood on the offside yeah. play. Yeah. And we'll go full full three on three. And look at that. Me and you just solved the league. We just solved it right there. We got more <laughs> goals. We got and more. You got more entertaining hockey. Yeah. I mean, love what it. The hell. Absolutely. Uh, all right, Chirp, too. There have been reports that the Boston Bruins are interested in Sean Monaghan with Montreal. Your thoughts on this one? Would they make a trade with Le Habitant? Uh, I mean, I don't know if, if either team's really 
overly excited about making a trade with each other. I mean, it has happened oh. like a handful of times, I think, but yeah. not. Was it Ryder that was one? Was Ryder one? Was he with them? I don't think he was with them when they traded for him. No. I don't okay. think he was. I think he was with like, was he with oh, Dallas or was that Dallas after oh, Boston? Was it Dallas? Was he with Dallas after Boston? I don't know. Yeah. I think he was with Dallas for a little bit. Was he? I don't know okay. if that trade was with Dallas or not, but. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, well, no, I, he went from Montreal to you no, know, he went from Montreal to Boston. Let me see the transaction. Okay. Um, he was, um, let's see, signed as a free agent, signed as a free agent by Boston in 08, July one of 08. Okay. So he had, so he had, he had been with Boston. Uh, I'm sorry, Montreal for uh, in 07, 08, and then signed by the Bruins in that off season. Okay. So not a trade. So not a trade. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I like the player. I think he needs a change of scenery. Um, yeah. He maybe has nothing left. I don't know. But if you could get the the player that was in Calgary and put surround him with good players, I think right. he could be a good player again. So I don't right. hate it if it's if it's something that's low risk. I think it's a pretty. You know, it's a pretty good move as far as upside goes because maybe you have maybe you then you know, luck into a center that you can put in one of those, you know, in a top six role, maybe going forward if, uh, right. if Krejci and Bergeron leave. So I don't hate it. Um, but the, but the price has to be right. And I'm not sure Montreal does that. I'm, I'm thinking they probably would trade them out of the division. They don't want to look at Sean Monahan, you know, hurting them down the line. No, I think you're right. I, you know, he's had some serious injury problems. Con, you know concerns and mm-hmm. they had to trade a first round conditional pick uh calgary did to montreal just to get rid of him um but he does have 17 points in 25 games uh he's he hasn't played a, a ton uh he is he is talented but he hasn't had you know a really good season since 18 19 but you put him on this team here where there's not a ton of pressure he's another center you could probably be a replacement for nosek um you know, play fourth line center and, um, you know, be kind of a talented guy playing down there with not without a lot of pressure to, you know, to score a ton, you know, maybe it's something you look at, but I just don't think the two teams will like you, like you said, I don't think they'll get together and make a trade really of any kind of any with of any substance to be honest. But, uh, chirp three, did the ref in LA ignite Brad Marchand season? I think he may have. Um, so since since that uh, since the ref called didn't call that that, that trip penalty, Marchand has six points in the three games uh, since then, and has <laughs> and has seemed to have uh, turned it on and upped his kind of feistiness and, and compete level. Uh, he scored a beautiful uh, goal. Uh, did he ever? <laughs> just walked. Yeah through and backhand shelf uh, goal to get the Bruins on the board the other night. So um, he seems to have kind of found his game here. And, uh, you know, if the refs not calling tripping penalties was the, was the inspiration, you know, God love that guy. Bruins fans should send that guy a Christmas card. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, he's had, you know, see the the Kings game. Yeah. He had six points, six points Uh, on the trip. He's been, been, you know, yeah, he's just been, terrific like he's just it was he was ignited by whatever happened there it was it, it may have been sort of a he was waiting for something to really piss him off mm-hmm. <laughs> to get him going and that that did so 
Bruins are reaping the benefits for sure. Uh, chip four, which Bruin has most exceeded expectations? Huh? I mean, I, I think mean, you, wouldn't you have to say all Mark? Yeah. I was just going to say, I mean, it's a pretty obvious answer that it's all Mark. Um, but if you, if you take the obvious answer out of that, I mean, we both agree. The answer is all Mark. I mean, he's a, yeah. he's a, he's in a, uh, the Vezina trophy front runner. The guy's 21, one and one on the season. Right. Uh, so <laughs> he leads, I believe he leads in all the major categories, wins, yes. uh, save percentage and, and, uh, um, goals against. So, uh, he is the far and away, the front runner in that. But I think if you were going to go, you know, second, third place in there, I think you're talking about Nick Foligno. I think you're talking about, um, Trent Frederick for sure. I think you're mm-hmm. talking about David Krejci coming back and, and, mm-hmm. and giving you more, uh, probably than a lot of people thought you would. I think Bergeron's mm-hmm. giving you more than maybe some people thought. Um, I think you're getting, um, you got more, especially at the, in the beginning of the season, on the Hampus Lindholm than you thought you would get. There's right. a bunch of guys on this team right now that are playing really, really good hockey, and you could mm-hmm. say that all those guys maybe not are overachieving, but they're 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 giving you more than you would have thought going into the season. Yeah, Bergeron, this you know is statistically is having a better defensive season than he did when he won the Selkie last year. I mean, he's they've given up nine goals, five on five with him on the ice this year. Nine. Nine goals. I mean, that's pretty good. Like, even strength. Like, I mean, so he's been terrific. He's in on the dot. He's like 62%. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, 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 his point production is real high. Yeah. Like, he has... You know, his the expectation was probably to be a... De- obviously, to be a, you know, a good hockey player, but... It's probably even better than anybody thought, you know, especially offensively. Uh, and I think, you know, Frederick has to be someone because we hammered the guy. I mean, we had him out of the league. We did. We you did. Know, we, we said he wasn't an NHL like, player, and he NHL certainly player. and he certainly proved us wrong. We said a week after week, yeah. and, and he's exceeded that uh, a bunch. And that, you know, he's he's been he's been really, really good. And Felino. you know, looking back, probably health is a big part of it. Yeah. Um, and he wasn't healthy, and, and we didn't think we didn't realize how unhealthy he was, but uh, but he certainly has exceeded. People wanted him out of town; sure. like they wanted to get rid of him. So, um, yeah, there's there's a lot of people exceeding expectations. But Elmark wasn't the starter in the playoffs because Swayman took the job. Yeah, like so it's it's you know to think that he would do this or even close to this. Um, I just didn't think it was going to happen. I thought it was a foregone conclusion. And I also thought that how are they going to get rid? I mean, there were people thinking, how are you going to get rid of Almark? He has a no trade and you should really probably get rid of him and just give the job to Swayman. And here we are thinking, well, maybe they should get rid of Swayman yeah. and see what they can get for him and, and just stay with Almark. So it's, it's really, it's what a difference six months makes. It's just unbelievable, really. Um, all right, Chirp 5, hasn't Don Sweeney improved immensely as a GM? <laughs> well, that's what happens when your team is 32, 4, and 4. You're on yeah. pace for 65 wins. Yeah. And a hundred and thirty-nine yeah. points. Yeah, they're on pace for a hundred and thirty-nine points. Yeah, I mean, probably won't happen, right? I don't think yeah. they're going to go, you know, sixty-five and eight. And, and everybody, and, I want to say everybody, credits Jim Montgomery and zero people 
say anything about adoption. <laughs> yeah, I, you know what? You're right about that. You're right about that. And yeah. I, I think, I, I mean, I certainly should, should do some mea culpas here for Sweeney. Yeah. Um, if you just look at his, you know, the Allmark signing, looking pretty good yeah. right now. Yeah. Felino, maybe not in year one, but in year two, he's been great. Um, he drafted Frederick. He seems to be coming along pretty well. Uh, you know, he drafted McAvoy, you know, mm-hmm. Swayman, like mm-hmm. there's, there's some pieces that he's put together, signed these, mm-hmm. signed all these guys to, um, you know, team friendly deals, you know, like Pasternak, Marshan, Bergeron, mm-hmm. bringing Krejci and Bergeron back on, on short money, team friendly deals, signed Coyle, traded for Taylor Hall, got him to sign a team friendly deal. Lindholm right now is on a team-friendly deal. I mean, right. there's a lot of good there. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of good there. And I'm, I'll am i be the first to go. If, I mean, if everybody want, anybody wants to go back to the 2015 15 draft and hammer the guy, you know, I'll sign up because I'll, yeah. I'll do it. I'll, yeah. I'll be all in on that. You're the guy. Um, You're the guy. But, yeah. but I think, you know, you have to look at recent history maybe and say he's done some good things, some really good things for this team. Uh, and, and, you know, hopefully it it – Works its way out for uh, you know a very very good June and in, in uh, or late June or early June late June, uh, no. and uh, hopefully things end the right way. You know, I recent history says that there haven't been a lot of misses there with him. Now the Parsonak thing is a elephant yeah. in the room. So there's that, you know, and there's also that. there's also the the center depth like oh, what are you going to do when those guys go yeah and, but, and the mitchell miller wasn't great right you know so that wasn't great so th- those are the things that people and look a lot of people have an extra grind with sweeney so they'll immediately go to those things yeah they'll go to those things yeah. but if you look at the history recently in the last two three years even the drafting um you know some of these prospects looking looking decent mm-hmm. and you know in, in the trades taylor hall um, you know, for Andres Bjork in a second, like yeah, it's a steal. You know, Lynn Holm, mm-hmm. who who on that trade is a worth a damn. Like it's you know yeah, back and on in the first. I mean yeah, that's, I mean Lindholm's played like a Norris Trophy winner this year. So right. I mean you have to say the Bruins won that trade. Yeah, I mean yeah. I mean it's and then signed him to an extension. Yeah, what he's gotten in return for yeah. those for those really weak prospects really mm-hmm. so you know and, and then of course you talk about he's always been pretty good at the friendly signings you know we'll see what Pasternak is but you know in the grand scheme of things the last two three years I mean, he's been he's been really coming along and, and just knocking it out of the park the Zaka like trade too Zaka and, and hollow yeah 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 I mean it's just so he doesn't know. Yeah. Does he, does he need to win the trade? Does he hold out a lot? And yeah, he does, but he wins the friggin' trade going away, you know? So it's, it's, uh, you know, and I, it, look, I don't, I don't love, I haven't loved the guy either. I haven't either. If you, I mean, if you really look at it, like it's hard to argue, like why aren't people, people just won't let it go and they won't give him the credit. I've seen tons of articles on Jim Montgomery and what he's made, meant and all this. I see nothing about Sweeney, zero, about him getting any type of credit. 
Yeah, because he's, I mean, he is a polarizing guy. I mean, it's the its yeah. the 2015 draft. People are going to go back to his draft history. People are going to go to the Mitchell Miller thing, which they rightly should. I mean, that was a debacle. Um, yeah. But probably. I'm not even sure that was him. I was just going to say, but probably <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, probably not his fault. It seemed right. like at the time he was kind of like, I'm not sure this is a good idea. Uh, right, right. <laughs> so that was probably not his fault. He was probably overruled on that one. So I suppose you could give him the benefit of the doubt there um yeah so i think recent history shows he's been he's been better than people think yeah i mean if they win the whole thing he could get do they have a gm of the year i mean he could get oh i think they do yeah i think they do you know he could get executive of the year sure he could i mean why wouldn't he yeah i mean wow um all right trip six yankee suck chant uh at a bruins game in anaheim we still doing this sir this is a hockey game I mean, for crying out. Even if it's not, can we stop? I got news for you. The Red Sox suck too, dude. Like, it sucked worse. Yeah, well, that's like, that's the thing. That's I mean, that's the thing that bugs me. Like, it's just it, stupid. We were like we were the little brothers when we were doing that. We were the team yeah. that didn't win, and it was like, oh, you right. guys suck. You you know, you, uh, you spend to win all this all this yeah. stuff, and they won a lot, and then we won a lot, and you yeah. would think at that point we could just be like, hey. We're better than you. You don't suck. We're just better than you. But right. now we suck bad again, and we're yeah, we're, we're doing this. Yeah. That, like, they're winning sense. again, and we're terrible. They don't yeah. suck, bro. We do. The Red Sox suck. Start that chant loud because it's the truth. My it's God. Just, it's just. I hate it. Just, I hate it. I've always like, hated it. I've always hated it. And the, That and the wave are the two most overrated things in a sporting event. We should do the, the overrated Boston things. We should do that we at should. some point. You know, anything from dropkick Murphys to the wave to uh Yankee suck chant. Yeah, we should do that. We should do like a top 10. We, we will do that on Sweet on Caroline. Twitter. Yeah, let's yeah, do it all. Sweet Caroline, brutal. Like brutal. Like Neil Diamond, I like. He has 50 songs better than that. Well, the, like, the thing that the thing that pisses me off about that and the wave and that whole thing culture is that you do it when you're getting killed like i understand if it's like the celtics and gino like you're up 20 late in the game put gino on yeah let's say everybody's having a great time because we're winning we're not Mm -hmm. listening to sweet caroline in the eighth inning when we're getting killed nine to two by detroit and they have you know four wins on the season yeah Awesome. Everybody sing. Ba ba ba. Fuck off. I mean, that's that's just awful. Yeah. It's awful. Yeah, there's all those pig cats, all those people who never go to the games. They're all dancing. It's in the awful. Aisles. Like, do you do you care about this game at all? Like, it just it's awful. The shit out of me. me too. Uh, it really does. But maybe all I'm right, just sure. an old angry man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just an old angry old, guy now. Old angry guys. Uh, chirp number seven. Blake Wheeler ruptured a testicle on December the fifteenth and finished the game. Pretty ballsy. <laughs> I see what you did there. I see what you did. <laughs> yeah. I see yeah. what you did there. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Hockey players, huh? They <laughs> play through anything. How, how does that feel, do you think? Is that like, is that like the, um, you know, that, that cramp, like that diarrhea cramp, like times a hundred? I mean, that thing is just like, wow. I think like it, it probably just... feels like, um, 
when you're kicked in the balls and you want to throw up. Yeah. And then you probably just throw up and then yeah. shit yourself or whatever, yeah. or whatever. Like it, I, it can't feel good. Tell you that no, because no. if you, when you get kicked in the balls and you feel like you want to puke, can you, I mean, imagine getting your ball just ruptured, not just no. kicked in it. And you'd be like, Oh my God, that hurts yeah. as much yeah. as anything's hurt before. And, and then yeah. it ruptures my Lord. Yeah. Like, nah. no, I, thank do you. you. Think, does it, does a ball, does it, does it heal itself? Like what happens in that? I don't know. Does it grow back? What like, if, is it, what is it like that? Uh, what is it like? Um, the, like the transformer guy or the, or yeah. Terminator where that, like yeah. the liquid just forms back together yeah. and then, right. yeah. and then turns into a, turns into a new Terminator. Yeah. Turns into a new testicle. Yeah. Yeah. Does it just, Maybe. does it, does it, does it just. Yeah. What do you do for it? Yeah. I don't know. Are you? Are you? Do you just have? You just have one ball from now on. Is he one ball, Blake? Now maybe he's one ball, Blake. Yeah, could be. Jesus. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, beauties and benders time, and uh, the beauties for this week. Beauty number three, traveling Bruins fans. Gonna love you, eh? They're gonna be loving you from dawn until dusk. I'll tell you, there was a. Huge contingent of Bruins fans. Of course, they're all a lot of them transplanted. A lot of them flying mm-hmm. over there for the weekend and everything. It's there's just a it was a huge Bruins crowd at all those games. Yeah, they did, they did, and they were loud and they were great. Except for the yeah. Yankees suck thing. Uh, yeah, but they sucked. but they were loud and they were and they were great and and really showed the support and and tell you Bruins fans travel well. So uh, kudos yeah. to them. Knock off the Yankees sucks thing, and we can be friends. Yeah. Sure. Uh, all right. Beauty number two, David Pasternak. Going to love you, eh? They're going to be loving you from dawn until dusk. I mean, you're going to have to pay the guy. He's got 32 goals now uh, on track for, what, 66, I think it is. It's just, like, sort of ridiculous. It's very ridiculous. And uh, like we said before, I think he should be in the conversation for the Hart Trophy, not necessarily win it, uh, at least not now, but he should be in that conversation. I think he belongs there. Sure. And pay the man. Sure. And uh, beauty number one, Trent Frederick. going to love you, eh? They're going to be loving you from dawn until dusk. He was, has been terrific this year, and he was terrific again uh, in the game against the Kings of two goals, and he beat the bag out of uh, Brendan Lemieux, which is always fun. Always fun. I, lo- I love him, I love him uh, talking about it after the game, too, because they asked him about it, and he said, anytime that guy wants to fight me, I'm not going to say no because I don't, I, don't, I don't really like him that much, he's which, like, is, which, like is, him. Yeah, which is a fantastic answer uh, that's going to endear him to Bruins fans, and he's having a hell of a year. He's, he, he really is nine goals, uh, eight assists, 17 points. He's playing really well on that third line. He's, he's learning how to possess the puck down low. He's not turning it over as much. He's creating turnovers. He seemed to be sure. learning about stick position. And he's not as slow as he he appeared to be before. Uh, maybe because um, Mon- Montgomery's kind of freed him up a little bit to to uh, be a little more free out there, where he doesn't have to, you know, kind of bend to uh, a system as much as having a little more creativity. Uh, so um, it seems like he's playing faster, and that certainly seemed to help him. Absolutely, for sure. All right, we're going to go to the Benders now. And we're going to start with bender number three, and uh, it is Fabian Lysel. Ah, the bender. So Fabian had a very, very poor World Juniors where he had uh, no points in the games 
and he uh, ended up getting kicked out of the bronze medal match against the United States. So really a poor showing for him uh, in that um, tournament against a lot of his peers, uh, same age group players. So not what you're looking for for one of the um, top prospects for the Bruins. Hopefully, uh, when he returns to Providence, he's back there now that he will uh, kind of pick up where he left off down there and and play a little bit better. But, uh, yeah, he really struggled in the World Junior Tournament. And, uh, you know, so hopefully he can he can come back to Providence here and kind of uh, improve a little bit more. Well, yeah, you hope so because, you know, well, you know, look, he's, he's still young. He's, he's performing in Providence, which, you know, and historically – all the good play, you know, DeBrusque and Pasternak and Krejci all produced it in the HL level. And he's kind of on that track. So I wouldn't worry about it quite yet. I mean, he needs to get bigger, stronger, better in his defensive end. He's actually better defensively in this tournament, I guess, some of the stats I saw. Um, but it wasn't a great tournament for him. And, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully he continues to develop. I think he's still a top prospect. I think he still has a real chance of being a factor. I think so, too. Absolutely. Uh, bender number two, Brendan Lemieux. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's just not likable at all. He's kind of a no. dirtbag. He's kind of a dirty player. He runs around out there. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I, am, I am 100% with Trent Frederick. Uh, anytime that guy wants to fight, uh, Trent Frederick for, should fight him and, and beat the bag out of him like, yeah. like he... Uh, that was a good tilt, but I'm, I'm going to give the edge to, to Freddie in that one. Yeah, the Claude, Claude Lemieux uh, was definitely a hated uh, oh, yeah. player and a, a guy in the postseason who would produce, and he just hated him even more for it. Absolutely. Um, and uh, Brendan is not the player his father was, and uh, but the same t- kind of douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> I would concur. And we'll get to bender number one is Trevor Zegris. Out of bender. Yeah, Trevor uh, chirped a little bit there uh, and shouldn't have. It's not like he tied the game either, which is the part that I don't really get. That That's the part where I was like, why are you chirping? It's two to one. You're still losing, bro. You're, you're yeah. chirping after cutting the lead in half? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, that's the part that, that like, he's got some growing up to do, I feel like. He's a great yeah. player. Uh, like you said, great personality. Um, he, he's going to be one of the stars in this league, I think at some point in time, but he's, he definitely has some growing up to do. I mean, he's the NHL 23 cover athlete. So the young kids like him, he, he has the moves, uh, you know, the, the Michigans and the, you know, flips a puck over the net to have, um, yeah. Sonny Milano batting and out of the air. So, you know, he has the skill, um, uh, but he needs, he needs to grow up a little bit off the ice and on the ice. It looks like. Well, I mean, as a from a marketing standpoint, they need young players. They need that type of absolutely. They need that type of deal, so it's good for the league, um, you know. But it just wasn't the time or place uh, at that point uh, to chirp uh, a team that has you know sixty eight points or whatever. <laughs> like it just wasn't wasn't the right thing. No. Um, all right, Bruins Brenda's power rankings, and for this week, number seven, L.A. Kings. They lost uh, five to two to the Bruins, but they are seven two and one in their last ten, so they stay at seven. Number six, New Jersey Devils back in after winning two in a row. Uh, and maybe riding the ship after hitting a little bit of a swoon there, uh, including two losses to the Bruins at home. Uh, Vegas in at five. They've dropped a spot, five, four, and one in their last ten. Just been kind of mediocre the last 
you know, 15 games or so. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number four, Dallas, up a spot, seven and three, kind of sneaky, kind of hanging around all season long. Uh, seven and three in the last 10, uh, number three, Carolina dropped a spot, lost four in a row. Max patch already looks to be coming back pretty soon though. So it'll be a lift for them. Uh, and number two, Toronto's up a spot six, three and one in the last 10 and a really good hockey team. And maybe this is the year they can get out of the first round. Uh, and then Boston, number one, 32, four and four. They've won four in a row and they are, uh, eight, uh, I think they are eight. Oh, and two in their last 10. Pretty good team. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good team in that, uh, well in, the, in the spoke to be. So now we're going to go yeah. to the powerless rankings. This is uh, otherwise known as the Connor Bedard lottery situation. Okay. Uh, coming in at number 30, Arizona. They've lost six in a row. And they have definitely, it is, it's definitely a way to woo Austin Matthews, yeah. right? <laughs> Trying to get yeah. him to come to Arizona. Come yeah. home, Austin. Play with yeah. us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We've lost six in a row, and our yeah. team stinks. Oh, yeah. and by the way, we're playing in a college rink. <laughs> yeah, come on along. Come on along. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and number 31, the Chicago Blackhawks with 10 whole wins. <laughs> 10 wins. <laughs> 10 wins. Bruins have 32. They have 10 wins. 10 wow, wins on the air. Stir fire. At and the halfway their, point. And their best player is probably Alex Brinkett, who's no longer on the team. So that's not good at all. Yeah. And they're probably yeah. going to trade Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves. So, yeah. I mean, that'll pack the barn for sure. Interesting to see what they'll get for them. Really interested. I'm really interested to see what they'll get for two rentals who are already making 11 mil. Like, I'm really interested. You to know see what, you what, what I was looking at the other night? And and I'm just throwing that this out there uh, right now to you. Uh, we haven't spoken about this yet. But Bruins play in Chicago on the 14th of March. Okay. okay. Uh, and I was looking. You can get in the door for 23 bucks. Really? Yep. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if the Bruins pull off a Kane trade? I know. Kane's coming back to Chicago yeah. on March fourteenth. Wow. I mean, That's I'm not, not saying. Take, I mean, I'm not saying we should go, but I'm kind of saying, we should, saying we should go. <laughs> yeah. But I'm telling you, we should go. I'm not saying yeah. we should go, but I'm kind of saying I think maybe we should go. March fourteenth in Chicago. Yeah. Let's take a fucking yeah. Let's take a flight out there and bang that. Right I'm pretty out. sure. I'm pretty sure it's a. I'm pretty sure it's a Thursday. Thursday, I think. Yeah, fine. I don't know, but whatever. I I looked let's, into it a little bit, let's, and let's not. Yeah, let's let's write that to twenty three. But I mean, let's yeah, write that. Get down. in the door for twenty three bucks. Uh, yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. Maybe maybe mark it down. Maybe write it down. Maybe yeah. in pencil, not pen, but write right. it down, and maybe we should go. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, they might right. have Kane or Taves coming back to Chicago. It's a possibility. Tell you what, though. Wow. So if we if we, if we do decide to do it, we probably should hit it before the trade deadline because once the trade right. deadline hits and people oh, find out, then then the tickets are going to shoot through the roof. Yeah. So we got to be yeah, in on the ground going. floor on that baby, yeah, in on the do. ground floor. And right, uh, exactly. a big surprise to everyone coming in at number thirty-two is your Montreal Canadiens two Ooh. seven and one in their last ten, and. Brennan Gallagher is out a minimum of six weeks. Does not mm. bode well for the Blue Blanc at Rouge. No. The dreaded lower body injury for Brendan. <laughs> uh, and Montreal is plummeting and headed toward Connor Bedard. I just don't want Connor Bedard to be in Arizona or Chicago. Neither one of them. I don't want him to be in Arizona. Although, if he goes, if he's if he's drafted by Arizona, Austin Matthews would be a hundred percent more likely to to sign there. And then 
I don't want them in Chicago because that's just been a dumpster fire. They don't deserve. They don't deserve Connor Bedard. They don't so. deserve him. But but of of like the bottom like of the teams that pick low down there, like I think yeah, I would rather have I mean, them in yeah. Chicago I than know. in you know Arizona or you know some random yeah, Columbus. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. put him yeah, in Chicago yeah. with a huge market and let him be yeah. a superstar where not you know good. what he deserves. But not Chicago. I agree with you because it has been a dumpster fighter fire the front office is a mess they don't deserve it, it with all the crap that went on yeah. behind the scenes there uh over the years they don't deserve it but uh yeah no, it needs to be it needs to be a big market like that like put them in la or you know put them in boston put, i mean i don't yeah, know put them, in boston. <laughs> put, them in boston. put them you know whatever yeah. uh Hell yeah so yeah big market wow. for Connor Bedard. but yeah montreal dead last yeah. where they will remain forever yeah yeah, absolutely. All right, well, there's your power less rankings. Mm-hmm. Prospect spotlight. How about Jackson Edward? Jackson Edward was a, a seventh-round pick of the Boston Bruins, I believe. He's a defenseman, uh, and he is um, he was picked last season. Um, let's see, he is a defense. Let me see. He's, uh, he's unsigned, but in two, 2022, seventh-round, 200 overall, plays a very physical kind of – borderline chippy style excellent And this year last year he was with the last three years actually um he has been with the london knights of the ontario hockey league and this year he's kind of blossoming he's not really an offensive defenseman like i said he's physical uh he was willing to fight he's willing to hit people but this year in 34 games he has three goals and 15 assists for 18 points when last year in 54 games he had zero goals and six assists. So okay. he's developing some offense to go with his physical rugged style and could be a late late bloomer, late round kind of player. He is 62, 200 pounds. I love it. I yeah. love I love all all of that. I love uh cuz defensemen usually do take a little longer unless yeah. you're, you know, unless you're one of those uber talented super skilled guys. Physical guys yeah. like him. Um yeah. so they, they those guys take a little longer. The fact that he's starting to develop an offensive game shows that he's maybe seeing the ice a little bit better, a little more confidence, whatever it is. Um all that stuff is great, good things. And the fact that he has a mean streak, tremendous. The Bruins tremendous. need more defensemen that have a little bit of a mean streak. Um and I I think honestly, Brandon Kylo's play uh, when it's gotten better the last, you know, whatever, 12, 15 games, mm-hmm. he's been more physical. And I and I don't think that's an accident. I think that's part of the reason why he's been better. He's been shutting down plays better with his body and with his reach. He's been a little bit, you know, he's not, he's never going to be, you know, one of those guys that's going to punch you in front, in the face in front of the net. But he's he'll give you a shove now and maybe face wash it a little bit. So he's he's yeah. kind of developing, you know, a little bit of that. And it's good to see maybe a young defenseman coming up uh, that already already has those uh, built uh, built into them. So uh, yeah. that's that's good to see, and and hopefully it pans out for the bees. Yeah, and you'll you'll love this uh, from EliteProspects.com. This is the scout on him when he was being drafted. The physical style of Edwards' game leaps out immediately. He's violent. And he uses that violence to emphatically kill plays of the blue line and end the cycle. I love it. Oh, man. If there was one way that I would want my big defensive defenseman to be described as, violent is perfect. (laughs) It is perfect. Violent. Yes. Love it. 
Oh, yeah. God, I love that. I know, I know. I want people to describe me as my <laughs> Um, <laughs> all right, week ahead for the Bruins, uh, January 12th, the upstart Seattle Kraken, who have been really good this year. It's going to be a good matchup, and it's the, it's the game coming home from the West Coast. They've had a few days off. Mm-hmm. That's a sneaky schedule loss kind of game. It is. So we'll see how the Bruins perform in that one. And then two days later versus the Maple Leafs at home, which will be a real good one. And then uh, two days after that, on the 16th, it's the Flyers at home who have been a little bit better of late but have struggled for much of the season with John Tortorella. Uh, And then uh, January 18th at the Islanders. The Islanders always give the Bruins a battle. They do. Especially in Boston. They do. Uh, yeah, so that's a that's a tough week. There's, there aren't any of those games that are going to be pushovers. That Flyers team, um, you know, even though they're not a great team with Tortorella, you know, behind the behind the bench, they're going to play hard. I mean, they're always going to play hard. And Carter Hart's having, uh, you know, a pretty good year for a team that's mm-hmm. uh, kind of struggled. So sure. um, and Connect Me has been terrific. Yeah, uh, so really really good. It's going to be uh, it's going to be a tough week. I think uh, Matty Beniers too with. Uh, you know, with the Kraken is probably mm-hmm. one of the front runners now for the for the Calder. So, um, yeah, it's it's not going to be an easy an easy week at all for the bees. But uh, you know, I think they'll be up to the challenge. Yeah, they should be. All right, Brent Bre- Bruins Benders poll time. We had a poll this week. How many goals does Pasternak get this year? It was either the choices were forty plus, fifty plus, sixty plus, or eyeballs seventy plus. And winner, winner chicken dinner was 50 plus at 53%, 60 plus at 20%, 40 plus at 18%, and 70 plus at 9% out of the 221 votes. Where do you think he'll land? I think he's going to score 58 goals. Okay. I think he's going to score 63. Whew. I mean, he's at 32 right now, and we just, we we just, or we just haven't, we haven't yet, have we? Hit the uh, halfway Seattle's, point. Seattle's halfway. Seattle's halfway. Yeah. So yeah. 32 and 32 is 64. So yeah. I think he's going to be one under his pace for okay. the first half, and he will get 63. 63. Okay. Yeah. And I'll and I have 58. This 58. Is like the price is right. If you it go is. over, you lose. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> All right. So yeah. So okay. So but that was uh, a lot of people think that he will. I mean, it's unless you know, knock on wood, but unless you know, there's some injury or something there. Yeah. Um, you know, he's just he's scoring at an electric pace, and I don't see it stopping. Like, I yeah. Just I mean, don't. the 40 plus. I mean, those people are high, right? They just oh, think yeah. he's gonna. I mean, there's no way he's gonna there's score. No you know. He might have that by Seven, next episode. Yeah, seventeen. Yeah. He's only going to score seventeen more goals in the rest of the season. I don't. No, know. No, I don't no, think no. that's true. No, no, thanks. Yeah. Um, so on Twitter, I saw this on Twitter. It was pretty good. Uh, before we go, it's uh, the Bruins on TikTok were asked by um, Sophia Yerkstevich whether or not um, you know who their what their top uh, childhood TV oh, yeah. shows. Yeah, were. I saw this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Cliffy Hockey comes comes in with Rugrats, which you know, I mean, it kind of nailed it. I mean, that's that's Cliffy Hockey. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems Rugrats. like him. Um, and Jake DeBrusque had uh, Sweet Life with Zach and Cody. <laughs> I mean, I mean does, I thought for sure he was a Drake and Josh guy. Doesn't he? Isn't he? Doesn't he look like one of those kids? Aren't they? He the, does look like one of the kids. Yeah, there you yeah. go. That's the why Sweet Life kids. Yeah, because yeah. he looked like him. 
had the yeah, frosted tips I, or whatever. I, I, liked, I really liked Drake and Josh. And I'll tell you what, don't sleep on. I really enjoyed Hannah Montana, the show. The show was pretty good. The boys on that show were pretty funny. I don't think I've ever watched Hannah Montana. You didn't watch Hannah Montana? No. Back in the day? No. That show was actually decent. So was Drake and Josh. All those Nickelodeon shows were pretty good, like pretty well written and kind of funny. Yeah, I think I've, I've seen Drake and Josh, and and that was that yeah. was decent. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of other ones that I watched, but and there was like iCarly. Oh yeah, I've seen. Yeah, like um, that was that was decent. iCarly yeah, was I mean, decent. Those shows were decent back then, back when my daughter was young. So back, yeah. you know, ten my years son ago. was young. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was they were they were pretty good shows, but that was that was kind of funny. The Bruins were running through their. Uh, yeah, I think uh, what was Marshan was like Ducktales and and something it was else. <laughs> well, I can't. He said that the other one was oh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was his right. favorite. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, then Ducktales. Yeah, yeah. I remember when I was a kid, got right, getting ready for the bus stop, and I would watch Speed Racer, Speed Racer, and, and Inspector Gadget run like back to back. Oh yeah, and I would watch that before the before the bus stop. Yeah, uh, we we used to meet at my friend Andy's house, and and for us it was uh, something. It might have been Inspector Gadget, and then He Man. He Man was always on, right. on at Andy's. On. Yeah, yeah, uh, the good old days, good times. Uh, hey, go to InsideTheRink.com for Bruins Benders merchandise. Follow us at Bruins Benders on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Download the Inside the Rink app. You can subscribe to alerts for your favorite team. We are on TikTok as well at Bruins Benders Podcast. Rate and review our show on Apple. Subscribe and follow on any of the podcast platforms and sign up for ESPN Plus at InsideTheRink.com slash ESPN. Another episode in the books. Thanks a lot for listening and go Bruins. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Hey!